Welcome to the Capable Collective podcast, a place for women who want to ditch the overwhelm and learn to run their business with ease. I'm your host, Ellie McBride, and I firmly believe that as women and non-binary folks, we are best as a collective. So together with my expert guests, we are sharing the tools, systems, and ethos behind a simple yet thriving business. This season, we are talking all about working with your natural rhythms, and the episodes will be coming out every other Wednesday. I'm so excited to dive into topics like working with your menstrual cycle, living with lunar cycles, living seasonally, working from a place of rest and creating boundaries, and so much more. Ready to dive in? Let's go. I am so excited for you to listen to this episode. Rachel is just a fountain of calm and just the peacefulness of nature seems to emanate out of her. So I'll tell you a bit about her. Rachel is the founder of Rooted Wings, a nature-based business that seeks to gather and connect people to themselves, each other, and the land we live on. Through nature connection, holistic living, nature education, forest school, and adventures. She lives in Yorkshire, UK with her husband and four children, three of which are home educated, and one is a recent convert to school. They spend a lot of free time on the moors, up hills, in the woods, and along the canals exploring. Through this discussion, Rachel shared so much about what it means to live with nature as opposed to living in this busy technological life that we have to mirror the energy of the seasons and of our own rhythms. It's super important and she's given us lots of really good tips. Ready? Let's hear it directly from her. Today we have Rachel here. She is the founder of Rooted Wings, uh, which is an amazing nature workshop thing that I've never gotten to go to because she does not live in Northern Ireland. Um, but anywho, welcome, Rachel. Thanks for coming on to the, the podcast. Thank you for having me. It's good to be here. So let's start with the rapid fire round. Um, let's start with where are you from? I'm from Dublin in Ireland. Cool. And where are you located now? So where I live over in Leeds in um, Yorkshire in the UK. Very, very cool. And what are your preferred pronouns? She and her. See, I always ask this question because I feel it's important, but then I often already answer it when I do the intro. (laughs) Um, I can see how that happens. Yeah. I I would be the same. (laughs) Um, And when did you start Rooted Wings? So I had a slow start into Rooted Wings in about uh, autumn 2017. And was it Rooted Wings as we see it today when you started or how, how has it evolved? Yes, yeah, so interestingly, um, it was right at the beginning of our journey of evolution, if you want to call it that. Um, so we were, I came from primary school, primary school teacher. My husband was working in the um, social injustice sector of the local council and government and the charity sector and social justice, that kind of stuff. Our kids were all in mainstream school, like everything was sorted. House, car, jobs, life. And then it all took a curveball um, and we just needed to find a different way. So we moved cities. We used to live um, over an hour away. And then we started attending a local forest school. 
and when I was teaching in primary school, forest schools was just coming into the mix as part of something that schools would offer. And I was really interested in it. But because we moved and I was on maternity leave with my fourth child, I missed the opportunity to get the training in school. So I had to uh, go and pursue that privately. But the forest school that we went to was just amazing. And the girl who ran it was brilliant. She really encouraged me to go and pursue it. And I did. So I did the training 2016, 2017. And then I worked alongside her for a couple of months running five and under sessions because both of my younger two were under five at the time. So my older kids went to her older session and at the same time we went to a younger one. So it was quite different. Um, And so since then it has evolved or has been a really good platform for the lifestyle that we live now, which is a lot more holistic, environmentally friendly, nature entwined seasonal connected living I guess you did describe it as <laughs> yeah and well I'm really excited to dive a bit more into that and how yeah. you live and work seasonally here shortly so tell me so we talked a little bit about how you got started but tell me what you love about your business so what I love about my business is being able to create and hold a space for people to come kids families adults work groups whatever it is And generally, um, in my experience, certainly with a a big family and uh, even actually as an adult, the effort required to get out the door sometimes to go for a walk that you know that you need to do is just huge. And so, you know, if you've got kids in tow, it's like you've got to have all the right gear. You've got to have the snacks, the drinks, the first aid in case something goes wrong, the extra clothes if somebody wheezing their pants or falls in a puddle in the first three minutes of actually getting out the door. So that is like so stressful. So what I love watching is that exhale of when people arrive just full, head is full, you're like right at the tipping point of losing it. And then through the kind of space that I hold and create for people and allow them to just recalibrate a little bit and slow down uh, just by the nature of what I do. You can see this kind of gentle, slow, this is good. This is okay. The kids are okay. It's relatively safe as long as they don't climb too high in the trees kind of thing Mm -hmm. and I just love watching that um, unfold and it's just on people's own terms it's not like a forced thing you must exhale but it's it's just something that I've seen happen over and over I'm like oh I love that that's and that's what I love about what I do that's a really good point you're right I think that there's enough of that resistance to getting out and doing things uh when you're like a solo human and yeah. then managing like a pack or a brood or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. <laughs> it does children. Like, make that compounded quite a lot. Yeah. And I think that I was no pair and saw that quite a lot when like yeah. I'd come home and the parents could be off and those kinds of things. I've had minor experience of that. Yeah. I've yeah. never had that quite compounded with the relief that also nature provides. Yeah. And yeah. That's something really, really special. They definitely need to come by sometime. Yes. You have to. When, you know, we're not living in a pandemic and I can get over. I'm planning all kinds of international escapades, though. So, you know, I might I might rock up in Northern Ireland and deliver a few. Oh, sessions. that would be amazing. <laughs> amazing. Go visit my homeland. Yeah, there's some really good people. Um, it's sort of our community and network, too, that yeah. are, have some great spaces that you might be able to use. Yeah, there is, yeah. So tell me about, I like to talk because a lot of businesses that I work with yeah. talk to and stuff, we talk a lot about how we're running these businesses and a lot of what I talk about is doing business with ease. Yeah. And when you do business with ease, a lot of times people assume that you're doing it alone. 
Um, and I think, like for me, I have an assistant. I now have a podcast editor. I'm looking into getting an SEO specialist to help me with my websites. Like, so I'm, I'm building out like this small but mighty team. And it's not like I don't have any employees. I have contractors. Yeah. <laughs> so I want to hear about the things that you have to help set you up for success in your business, whether that be software or if it's team members or if it's the way that your partnership works in your household, those types of things that make it so that, you know, you're not yeah. quite doing it all of them. Yeah, so this is the steep learning curve, which is why I'm part of the Capable Collective. So, um, yes, so over the summer, um, I joined a business community, the assembly community with Mel. Um, and then from there, I've kind of been getting to know different people like yourself who, you know, they offer, you offer just so much resource and depth and richness to making systems and online systems accessible and manageable. And so it's a steep learning curve. So I have created a website, <laughs> which is amazing. And I've just transferred with to Squarespace with the help of you. So this kind of stuff doesn't come easy to me. But the other side of stuff, you know, in terms of managing the children and the session and the face-to-face -face stuff, I find that a lot easier. But in terms of telling you what systems I use to manage, I, I couldn't articulate them so much. That That is... I guess the experience of my life lived of, of how I managed that my lived experience and I also have a really supportive husband um, who is so accommodating and encouraging of all that we do and Rid of Wings is really an extension of our homeschooling um, so what I offer is is to try and recreate some of what we do at home it won't be the same obviously and, and there'll be different elements to it but it's an extension of what we do at home so um, I just have a lot of good resources, reliable resources, and starting to build better knowledge, technological knowledge, <laughs> and that kind of thing. Yeah, well, it's definitely a process. Like, yeah. I think right now you're kind of in a phase where things are still really the one-woman show. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I went through that phase. I was in that phase for probably mostly the first two years I was in business before I had outsourced anything properly, yeah. before I almost... It, maybe slightly sooner than that, but, but that I had even bothered in investing in things like professional photography and professional branding. It took me a year before I invested in those things. So like, yeah. it is a process. You don't just like start early on and be like, okay, I'm I have arrived. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've started with a really easy website builder and then I maxed my capacity with that. Um, and then I also, you know, used Wix to do a logo. So it's all just like you say, it's the one woman show and there are things out there to help you. But, you know, at some point, like you say, you reach your capacity and then you need something more. So uh, I'll, I'll be coming knocking. Ellie, <laughs> what do I do? <laughs> well, that's the great thing about the community is that there's a lot of people in there using different systems, different yeah. tools. Um, there's a lot of people that are outsourcing various things. So there's a lot of really good places to say, hey, I need an email marketing software yeah. or hey, who have you worked with for photography and they're, you know, yeah. they're spread out. So there's lots of people in different areas. Yeah, that is very true. So yeah, we've kind of talked about what systems you're using, which is right now you're kind of in the learning process of that. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about today's kind of topic, which is let's talk about mirroring nature's rhythms in our day to day. Can yeah. you describe a little bit about how that works for you? Because I'm not, I'm still learning in these types of like this whole season's really exciting to me because I don't, I would be really like 
scientific and really like structured and organized and blah 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 and so I'm really yeah. learning to kind of lean into the little more of as some people say like the woo of life like I'm starting yeah. to, to, to grow into that yeah brilliant that is totally the way to describe like you could go off the deep end into this kind of stuff and it's like it's totally woo <laughs> I have no connection to that essentially there's two quotes that I kind of float around my head regularly which to try and try and um, articulate what it is and one is from David Attenborough the hero which is we need to recognize that we are part of nature not apart from it um, and the second one is by a Buddhist monk called Lao Tzu, which is nature is never in a hurry, but yet everything is accomplished. And I just think if the pandemic has taught us anything is that we're, we're human nature and we're really susceptible to things, like we can't eradicate everything. And while we have so much technology to support us, we are not robotic. So there's like a human nature to us that kind of in the process of technology just growing and developing so quickly and so fast that we sometimes it can bypass the very human nature that we are like how David Attenborough puts but we're part of it not apart from it mm. and the other thing I love about those quotes is just that it encourages such like a relentless pace like nature just carries on and gets everything accomplished and it doesn't take a break in such that we would need to just like it doesn't have a nervous breakdown as such I know there are things that happen <laughs> and cause chaos but you know it just carries on in this rhythm and just keeps going year after year and I think that that is so powerful so to be able to kind of harness the power of nature in our in our own human nature and to recognize that we're a part of it and not a, a part from it is a really powerful place to live and to be yeah I think two things. Um, one is that it just brings to mind, like there's often times that my husband will say something about animals and I'm like, no, but we're animals. And I think, <laughs> and that conversation seems to come around for us quite often. And yeah. I think that it's really easy for us to forget that we're just not actually that different from anything else around us. Right. Um, and then on the other end, I think I love that concept of like, that everything eventually gets accomplished if you yeah. live and work by these seasons. And yeah. it hasn't actually been that long since we've become this weird hive that we're now in, yeah. you know, what, like a hundred years since technology has been this, like relatively right. advanced and maybe a thousand or something since we've been living this way. So since we've developed a system that we're not always, always in tune with the seasons. Yeah. It's just, everything has advanced so quickly. Mm. Um, but it just is easy to kind of forget what our needs are, you know, rather than because we've got technology. And so it's like, oh, my phone tells me what to do so much, you know, alarms and rings and apps. And this is what you need to do and close your circles and all those things that we rely so much on technology. <laughs> you wave you watch at me. that um, We just forget to tune into ourselves to go, you know, I haven't moved my body today. I just need to go and do that. Or to like think a bit more categorically like this, we have social, emotional, physical needs. And so, you know, recognizing that all of those need to be touched or soothed or nurtured at some point during the 24 hours, I think is, it's, it sounds so basic and simple, but it, you know, the more I and more I've done this, I'm like, oh, okay, I need a nap because I'm physically really tired. I need to talk to my best friend because I'm an emotional wreck and I need a hug because I need some, you know, relational contact. So it's like tuning in to our needs. It's like you're getting your needs met in a healthy way. Mm. 
rather than relying on just trying to be like robotic about it. My phone says this, my computer says this, my calendar says this, which is really important. <laughs> I don't want to dismiss that, but it, you know, I think it's it's not about having a balance as such. I hate the word balance because it, when you're balanced, you're standing still. We're always in forward motion. It's just you know the the caption for this or your word for this year isn't it flow it's about ebb and flow um, and I think nature can be really supportive in like managing our ebb and flow yeah it's funny when you were talking about making sure that you spend a little time when it feels right to be topping up in these different categories of your life the what my, my millennial brain does and this yeah. is the opposite of nature but something I think about a lot and I have for I don't know since I was like 12 or something and the first time I ever played yeah. Sims but to me, it kind of reminds me of the Sims game where like you have these bars, you have your social bar and yeah. your hygiene bar and you have your exercise bar and your work bar and you have to like, and, and every time one of those gets a little low, you have to go and do something with your right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, very good. See, there are. And, yeah, that's something that I, I don't know why, but I think about quite a lot. Yeah, it's a great analogy to have. Absolutely. Like, you know, we are, our nature is a sum of many parts. And to ignore one part of it is, is to shut it down, which means, you know, you're not basically living at your fullest. You're not, you know, you're not being congruent to who you are, uh, to your human nature. We all know that when we're living from a place of congruency and rest and joy and all those other wonderful things that everything is just so much easier. Mm. And like, that's not to say we won't get bumps in the road, but it's like you're not so depleted that you are absolutely floored by bumps in the road for like a long time you know yeah and i think that as a little caveat here a lot of the things that i would do to feel really well-rounded and safe and calm and like it can take bumps in the road i'm not allowed to do in a pandemic um yeah. so there's obviously like take this advice forward in life but also with a grain of salt in pandemic life because i'm a really big extrovert i fill up yeah by seeing people and going out and traveling and by karaokeing in a bar yeah, and kind yeah. of there's something about that rush for me of putting it all on the line and you know sinking or swimming totally and um I'm not allowed to do some of those things right now so it's okay not to have like all of your pots filled is oh absolutely your best because I've also realized that I spent the first maybe eight months of the pandemic just like putting living on hold yeah it sort of crushed me in a different way yeah so I'm doing my best to put little you know every weekend I'm trying to get out for some sort of excursion yeah. and I'm uh, I took a friend's idea and uh rented a hot tub to come just sit yeah. in the backyard for a weekend yeah <laughs> like trying to find little ways to like to live life even though yeah. we're pandemic. yeah exactly and I champion that you know that's you know was one of my, my other points is on a simple level like when we know our human nature so whether we're introverted or extroverted or whether we're night owls or morning larks you know that is such an effective way to in a basic level just to tune in with what your needs are and how to get them met and I would say though that our world is largely set up for extroverts so this is like all you know, the introverts are like rubbing their hands going welcome to my world this is how I live what's all your problem you know <laughs> <laughs> so I am like an introvert but like I'm like a split but I'm definitely an introvert so I need time to recharge by myself so the pandemic in that sense is helping as in like there's just like this blanket no to everything so I don't have to feel like I'm letting people down by meeting my own needs but at the same time I do have four children and a husband pulling off me at every you know turn 
so finding my own space within the pandemic is hard too you know there's people around all the yeah, time because you don't have all of your kids that have like well I guess you homeschooled already so yeah. you just you didn't have like send the kids off to school but it might be no. less that you're having like send the kids off to hang out with grandparents yeah. or friends yeah. or whatever you know the other ways that you probably had breaks from yeah. Yeah, you're right in mentioning that it's, it's not easy for anyone right now. And you're right in saying that, you know, recognizing that the, the global situation that we is puts massive limits on actually being able to meet these needs easily. Yeah. So tell me more about this. Like if on a practical level, we've talked kind of touched bits and pieces, uh, but I know you had some more that you wanted to talk about around the basics of mirroring nature's rhythms. Yeah. So I think like our body, we touched on a little bit already, our body is the best tool that we have in being able to tune in and listen to it. So, you know, just to go back a little bit to the introvert extrovert, recognizing which one you are. And an introvert doesn't mean that you're terrible around people. It just means that you don't recharge around people or, you know, you need some time by yourself to recharge. Um, and whether you're like a morning lark or a night owl. So I, I'm a morning lark, but having children really scupper that for me because I'd be up late and all through the night. But I know that when I get up early, my brain works best. My body might be physically tired, but my brain is physically alive. So in, to be really productive, I get up early when I need to be productive. That's what I do. I get up early and I do that. But some people are the opposite and they're like awake. To, I don't know which one you are, whether you know, but so like just capitalizing on that is really helpful. Also recognizing, you know, as women, our monthly cycle. So that has a huge impact on us as well. And I read somewhere recently about not planning. And I can't remember where I read it, but not planning big meetings around the time that you know you're going to be at your worst. So that's a really helpful strategy. So like if you're in charge and you run your own businesses like we do, it's like, well, let's work this into our calendar. And when we're struggling or we know we're going to be, have pains or whatever it is that is going on in our cycles that we manage that in around our business. Yeah, I've got a guest that I've asked on to talk all about this, about working with your uh, menstrual cycle. Like that is yeah. just a huge thing with women. Um, I think, yeah, it's a, it's a huge topic, but I that I want will hopefully get into more than the other episode. But it is a huge thing to think about because it does affect so much of our lives. Yeah, hugely, absolutely. And then also just to notice, like, what's going on in the world around us. Like, what season are we in? So I don't know if you know people that, you know, really struggle with sad disease in, in wintertime with a lack of daylight. The hours of daylight has a huge impact on us as well in terms of productivity and how energized we get. And then also, you know, what are you in resistance to? So sometimes like in winter, you're like, oh, I hate that it's so dark and dreary. And it's like, well, what is that resistance in you? You know, what is the, the push that's pushing you all the time? Why can't, why don't you feel like you can take time out to recognize this is what's happening in nature so it and I'm a part of nature so it will somehow somewhere have an impact on me so they're like just really simple tools that I try and kind of capitalize on and use in my own day-to-day -day. so if you break down the actual day it's all reflected through nature so 24 hours is like the rotation of the earth then the the month is the cycle of the moon and then a year again is like the earth's journey around the sun so our day is wrapped up in nature but we're like can be so resistant to it because we just want to get jobs done or you need to be more efficient and I think with you know more flexible working as well you know working online if you're you can get up early or you can stay up late and get the work done because we don't have to do the nine to five we're in quite like a big shift globally around the nine to five 
So working out those things can really help as well in your in your day to day work. I definitely agree. I so I have um, back home a lot of my friends live in Portland, which actually rains yeah. more than Northern Ireland somehow. <laughs> um, but also living here in Northern Ireland, so I found my first year in Portland like was really hard emotionally because I came from a place that has like three hundred days of sun a year, not yeah, but sun. Um, <laughs> I moved to Portland and I had a really tough time at first and I kind of got used to it because Portland has this thing where you can uh, really look forward to the summers for the most part. The summers are going to be really nice. And then I moved to Ireland where you get wet, like warm rain and cold rain. You cannot claim a summer day. The summer season, like a summer day, you get every season in a day. And on top of all of that, like I hadn't quite realized how much further north it is than back home. So in the summer, it there's there's a point in summer it never properly gets dark here. Like it's there's maybe a two week period where it's like dusk from about eleven thirty to three thirty in the morning, and then there's the opposite in the winter, right? And I hadn't realized how much the fewer daylight hours would really affect me. So you're right, all these things. Normally I'm a morning person. If right. I didn't have a husband or any other life like I would go to bed at 10 and I would wake up at like 6 6 30 and that would be yeah. like my life. I would be so happy <laughs> <laughs> but I'm in, but that puts at my age especially that puts me into the old lady category to be in bed by 10 I'm there too <laughs> but I would love that right so yeah. it is and then that is something we talk a lot about um in my work when when I was a tech VA or VA in general I really helped people find their their rhythm with productivity yeah. And doing work when you feel turned on and doing different types of work at different parts of the day. Yeah. So for me, I know that I don't really like to do like deep work first thing in the morning. I like to get all the busy work done where my brain is yeah. really firing and I can handle small, tiny little tasks. And in the afternoon is when I like to dig into like one project zoned yeah. in, not yeah. have to focus on anything else. Yeah. Yeah. They're really good distinctions to make for sure. Yeah. I'm taking notes. Maybe you should, I should be interviewing you. <laughs> <laughs> and one of the things that I that helped me realize this is more of like a, again a VA thing is I timed myself I timed myself doing my tasks and I realized where I was succeeding and where I wasn't where I felt overwhelmed and where I wasn't mm-hmm. and I've just sort of that's the thing in business for the most part or when you are at least maybe freelance or working from home for even if you're employed you get to make those calls as to which time you're doing what thing yeah yeah that's the real gift of what we're doing I think, you know, to, to end up identifying these characteristics and more of our nature, just they help us to optimize ourselves and live from a place of like authenticity and congruency. Um, and these are just really simple things, but I didn't realize how disconnected I was until I started looking at these things going, I have no idea what I am. You know, if I didn't have, like what you say, in an ideal situation, if I didn't have a husband and children needing from me, what would I naturally want to do? Mm. And that's that's a really important question to ask because obviously children and other dependents and other life situations, they will draw, they'll have needs for other for your energy at different times, which might necessarily actually be that congruent to your natural nature. If that makes sense. Um, so it's really important to recognize that because then you can put the boundary in. You know, like what I said earlier, that our bad our body is the best boundary that we have. It's the best tool that we have in listening to our body then is going to mean that you're going to meet everyone's needs from the overflow of your rest and your recalibration and everything else rather than 
continue being in deficit and being exhausted because that's no fun right. <laughs> so. like with parent like you might not always get the call as to whether or not you're woken up in the middle of the night right you set a boundary for like okay well i need like to set a day or two days where like my partner is the one in charge yeah of the nighttime stuff so that i can recoup yeah loads of different strategies for that and i think it, that's what winter really invites us to is this is this time of resting you know, we, we had a retreat last week, didn't we, on, on rest. And we talked about how guilty we feel about taking rest and that it's not like a reward, but it is a right. It's like you, we are allowed to rest. There's permission in that. And it's not synonymous with being lazy. So when, when we're encouraged to take rest, it's like, oh, write another thing on our list that we're failing in achieving. It's, it's not. It's just an invitation to notice in ourselves like which part of my body is is out of line out of sync and what do I need to rest and what's the season the natural season offering me right now so in winter there's there's reduced daylight hours so there's things that we can't do like we can't go out late at night walking or talking or meeting with people Um, and and obviously the pandemic is we can't go out at all but (laughs) it just it gives us an invitation to kind of uh, allows us to rest women have this tendency to like I mean, we're the carers, we are the organizers of our family mm-hmm. structures and things. So, and, and we've been socialized to be in charge and take care of everything and to take care of everybody before ourselves, right? And that's something yeah. we talked a lot about in that retreat that we were both in last week. And it does take a practice of checking in with yourself when yeah. you are responsible for your household or your children or your parents yeah. or whoever else in your life. Uh, on top of running a business and everything else you're responsible for, yeah. it's have, you have to make sure to put it, it, it in a practice to do these things. You're totally right about the seasons where I found the pandemic a lot easier in the summer. Yeah. It was, there was light. I could work outside in my front garden, even if I wasn't going anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, I had more opportunity to see people socially distance in a healthy way where I could have a beer in the park with a friend. And those types of things, whereas like now it's too cold to be doing those kinds of things. Like my only social activity comes from walking with a few of my friends that live in my neighborhood. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's it. But that's part of, as much as I'm an extrovert, like I'm really bad at recognizing and respecting the fact that like winter is Mm -hmm. supposed to be a tune, like a toned down rest season. Like we're meant to be, you know, resting in the evenings when there's no light huddled around a fire or hanging out with candlelight like it's it's meant to be a slower and stiller season yeah totally where you can let things die off you can just let things go it's so hard to achieve and this is the struggle with you know our modern world and technologies it's so hard to achieve when we have so much unlimited access to the world like winter in my head is so much like it's very commercialized not that everything isn't but it's so commercialized around christmas and new year's and parties and pubs and things like it's just so much like do all the things see all the people sparkles (laughs) like i guess (laughs) that's how we're going sparkles everything lights camera action yeah totally yeah uh, and it, so again it's like it's they're not all bad things but it's listening to your yourself and what you need and what your human nature is telling you rather than being dictated to by the needs of the season or the you know marketers of this world have done an incredible job you know uh, uh, selling a lifestyle to us but it's not always that achievable but we don't give our, ourselves permission to go you know what this is doing me no favors so I'm going to make a new way 
Yeah. Yeah, I want to say that it's like a really brave move because it is. It definitely is. Yeah, it's not easy for sure. Always brave when you're living a more authentic life for yourself. Yeah. So just to do a quick recap, you've yeah. talked about some simple tools to help people like kind of get started down this path of living more in tune with themselves and more seasonally. Do you want to recap those? Sure. Yeah, it was just start to acknowledge the time, the natural time frames that we have in our world. So we have a day, we have a month, we have night and day, and we have a year, and they're all based around natural rhythms and cycles in nature anyway. And then on a personal level was to kind of just start to tune into your body a little bit more because that is the best indicator of things that we have. So things like work out where you uh, land on the sliding scale of whether you're an extrovert or an introvert, whether you're a morning lark or night owl. So when is your brain more active and, and what type of activity? Check in with your monthly cycle and your hormone levels and start to track that and work out where that lands uh, and how that how that arrives or how that appears in your day to day. So you know, when you're hormonal, how, what does that look like in your body and in your mind and your emotions? Um, and then to tune into what season that we're in. So currently, like we're in winter, so it's a limitation on what you can do. And nature shuts down in winter. All the energy goes down into the roots, ready for more growth. And so tapping into the relentless power of nature, of just like powering on uh, and using that as a, like an authentic kind of ebb and flow, rhythmic connection. Fantastic. And did you have any feedback about how you build this into your business specifically it's probably a bit easier for me because my business is nature-based so in that sense it's a little bit uh, it's easier for me but building it into my business I think the way that this manifests itself is that you know another favorite quote that somebody said to me was what you do in winter you will reap in summer so whatever you manage to like whether you let go of something or whether you're like just nurturing the roots of something for when it grows in summer. So it's the time to kind of like be internal and to measure your internal kind of temperature um, and are your roots nourished? Um, and then when the time comes, it's like pulling back a slingshot, you know, you pull it back, pull it, pull it back. And then when it's ready, you can fire. So I kind of um, in allowing myself to rest and being intentional, it's like, oh, I'm just sitting on the sofa like a slob. I'm like, no. I am intentionally resting my physical state and actually just tuning into that has been like really helpful. Like, right. I'm now doing emails. It's like, okay, I'm meeting an intellectual need, but I'm putting a time limit on it. It's kind of simple, simple ways, but also just guarding our human nature so that we stay true to that. And we're human because we are human beings, not human doings. I find this part a little bit difficult because obviously my, nature, my business is in nature. So this is kind of rhythmic for me anyway. But for other people who are working in more, you know, office sectors and a more relentless time, I'm, um, I don't actually have that many ideas for you. You know, I've been wanting and pushing and thinking about all this growth for the Capable Collective and found yeah. that it's both the pandemic drain, but also probably the seasonal mm -hmm. drain that I found that I need to take a step back and I will push forward with it hopefully later this year. Yeah. I also found that in almost every major pivot of growth that I've had for my business, so when I pivoted to doing just websites, when I found my vibe um, for doing tech VA, when I quit my job, they yeah. were all in spring and summer seasons. Right. And I, I think this is for people who are running, especially because I, uh, a lot of people that I work with are doing online businesses. 
Yeah. Um, thinking through when you're launching new products, when you're pushing new services. Yeah. When, if you are doing like a big, you know, launch where you have all the emails going and, or, or you're putting together this big event or something online, summer is a great time for that. People are energized to be taking yeah. on new things. Yeah, definitely. Or even around your own content creation. Maybe there is something you need or want to put out that it needs to be going out in January or February, but maybe you start prepping for it and planning for it when you yeah. have the energy earlier. Yeah, and using the technology to support us as our human nature rather than bending our human nature around technology. Yes. Yeah. We're not robots. Definitely. All right. I know we're running short on time. So let's talk. What has been your biggest business win so far? Yeah, setting up a website is definitely kind of be up there. <laughs> um, <laughs> the biggest business win has been uh, making some connections with like minded people. Yes, just natural human connections has been brilliant. And yeah. joining a business community has been really helpful. Running a business is sort of like a weird thing to do. Um, and it takes a certain type of like, it, it, it's hard. Running a business is hard, right? It's sort of the hard path. Employment is sort of the, not the easy path, but it's just like there's a plan already created. Yeah. Yeah. Into it. yeah. <laughs> so you're forging your own path when you create a business. And I think that there's like nothing can be better than finding other people who just get what it's yeah. like to be in that world. Yeah, for sure. And what is, what has been your biggest mistake or learning experience in running a business? Ooh, um, not listening to myself. So not doing what I've just talked about for the last half an hour. So maybe you learned the hard way. <laughs> I definitely have for sure. Yeah. Not listening. So, and not watching, not noticing. So, you know, what, when I, give out I expect reciprocity so I expect to receive back it may be in a different energy or a different way but when I give out of, of myself that I receive back from other people in the same way um, and if it's if it's not coming if you're like oh, what's going on here get out quick <laughs> listen to your gut intuition yes listening to your gut is a tough is a tough and great thing I think that we've all had relationships or investments or things that we've made in business that we were like hmm that one didn't work out, but it's all learning experience. We've yeah. all done it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. So tell me what you're working on right now. Uh, my website. <laughs> I've talked all about my website, haven't I? Yeah. So it's uh, definitely getting there. And then um, I am working on finding new spaces to use and developing new programs and courses and camps and adventures and fun learning experiences and just fun adventures for everyone, adults, children, teens dogs not quite but <laughs> so tell people where they can find all of these cool programs and things you're creating here i go again my website <laughs> it is www.rootedwings.org um actually just went live today it's, it's not finished but um hopefully i'll have a bit of time before this podcast goes out and all everyone the multitudes come running <laughs> um and then i'm on instagram and facebook um, I am on YouTube and Pinterest, but there's not much there. Fantastic. Yeah, I think that go definitely go and check Rachel out there. Her Instagram is amazing. It's just so like warm and relaxed and peaceful and naturey. And she does a lot of really cool videos of um, her time in nature. And then she also posts some of what she does with homeschooling with her children, because obviously that's related to her work as well. And so she posts these really cool like nature based lessons. Um, so it's, she's a really great resource. Thank you so much for coming on, Rachel. 
Oh, it's been brilliant. It's been really nice to chat to you. Thank you for listening to the Capable Collective podcast. I really hope you enjoyed this episode and have gotten value from it. If you did, please subscribe on your chosen listening platform. And if you happen to be listening over on Apple Podcasts, please take a moment to leave a review. It helps other people to find and trust this podcast, and it would mean the world to me. This episode was edited by Emily Crosby Media. She's amazing to work with, and if you are looking to start a podcast or for some practical media solutions, definitely check her out. Thank you so much again. Have a great day.